to Into the Smodown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and on the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on this show, you give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. And also when you subscribe, hit that little bell button so you can get a notification whenever we post a new video. Also, if you like us on the podcast feed, please, 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 please give us a five-star review and give us a comment on the video. Give us your thoughts. We want to start interaction. Please, you talk to us, we talk to you. That's how this works. Also, you can follow us on the Galaxy Geeks Twitter. Wait, hold on. Time out. You can follow the Galaxy Geeks on Twitter at Galaxy Geeks 1 and on Instagram at Galaxy Geeks EL. That's right. We have an Instagram. It's been about a week since we've started it. So, all that aside, that was a little rough at the beginning, but don't worry, I was able to stumble and get back up. You had one job. One uh, job. Hey, but to quote Jorel from Man of Steel, they will stumble, they will fall, but they will be brought back up because of you. That's a rough estimate. But anyway, my name is Eli McCaig, and joining me as always, he is the Grace Hancock, to my Jay Washington. He is Luke Studded. Luke, how you doing, buddy? The Jay Washington for right now, anyway. Hey, <laughs> Jay is still going to be, he's still going to be the commissioner. There's no worries about that. Hey, look, I got a new setup. Looks okay. I'm back on my laptop. I got a mic in front of me. I got a new webcam. I got a light. Look, people, I'm making everything better over here. My stuff is trying, at least I'm trying to make everything look better here. He's just jealous of my setup. Hey, I'm not jealous. I'm just... Moving on, we have Rook, we have some, like, stuff to talk about. You know, our individual categories. Everyone knows what we like to do here. So we're going to go over to our first topic of the week. Luke, it's time for Rookie of the Week. Show them that beautiful graphic. Who is our Rookie of the Week? Rookie of the Week is... Don't judge me because it takes me a second. Zach Burkett. Yes, Zach. Great competitor. Yes, Zach Burkett. A great competitor who proved himself against Adam Witt this past week. We're going to talk about that in our recap. But yes, we cho I chose Zach Burkett because he is a rookie. We haven't talked about him. And because of his match, we both thought it was a... Oh, I got something in my eye. We both thought it would be a good idea to talk about a rookie that has a that had a match this week. So Zach Burkett, who is he? What is he? How did he come to be here? Simple. He is a Dragon Con Star Wars player. He's gone up against the best of them. He's gone up against Thomas Harper. He's gone up against Marie Wilson. He's even gone up against Ma Alex Damon. And he's won at Dragon Con. He has beaten Alex Damon. Him and Alex Damon are actually friends because they're both from Georgia. I don't know if that correlates to, like, they live in the same town or whatever. But, yeah, they both live in Georgia. He is a writer for film and TV in Atlanta. But he is also a freelance video editor. So, Luke, if ever you decide you want someone to edit our videos, if you're ever curious, you may need to shill out some money. But, hey, maybe Zach Burkett. I would rather be taught how to edit versus get someone to do it for me. That is very true. I would also like to be taught how to properly edit videos. But then again, that's my job. Have you ever heard the saying, you can uh, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. You can teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for life. I have heard that saying before. Same but have you heard the saying, you 
can't teach a dog new trick. I know dog new tricks. Dude, we're in our 20s. We're not hey, old. I know, but I have white hair in my head. I don't. Uh, but anyway, moving on from those weird tangents, Zach Burkett, you are our Rookie of the Week. We congratulate you on your spoiler victory against Adam Witt, and we can't wait to see what you do in this Star Wars tournament. Oh, yeah. I He, he impressed me, that's for sure. I, yeah, he, he impressed me as well. Like I liked his energy. Yeah, we'll talk about one thing that happened in that match when we get to the recap, but it's a thing that I really wanted to I really want to talk about. Okay. But moving on, we're going to go to player and manager of the week because we released that earlier this week or late last week. Our early Saturday or mid, early midday Saturday, midday Saturday. We released it midday Saturday. Who is our player and manager of the week? But we want to talk about this here on the show. Luke, show that beautiful photo that you made for the audience. Who's our player and manager of the week? Andrew DeMolanta and Coy Jondro. Yes, Andrew and Coy. Our player, Andrew, our manager, Coy. These two work very well together. Yes, they did. I. They are a great team. Coy has brought something out of Andrew. And... I did find it funny. I used a photo of Koi from the movie trivia showdown, like faction photo, <laughs> yeah, to, to Photoshop. And so it's the most serious photo of Koi. But there was I didn't have a better like face shot of Koi that made him look kind of like like a master in a way. And yeah. so Koi comments and it's like, well, I I'm I I'll be serious if it. If it means my my faction will win or something like that, I was like, "That's y yes, <laughs> yes." Like, Koi, you're you're awesome. I I wish I had done a funny, a uh, uh, kind looking picture of you, but you were awesome. I I just was in shock. <laughs> and then and then Andrew replied to that to the photo as well, saying, "Wow, I'm a whole lot taller than I thought." Well. I didn't realize how much taller um, they were going to show in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's, it's a great photo that you came out with. A lot of people loved it. Koi, Andrew, they loved it. And I think, I mean, look, your photos keep on getting better and better. And But to, enough about the photo. We got to talk about Andrew and how he played and how Koi managed him. They were... Those questions were a little bit harder than normal. Wow. But wow. Andrew was able to navigate it, and I think Coy was able to perfectly manage yes. Andrew around those questions. He also, Coy kept his head on straight. He's given him this new energy, a lot more fun. He's, he's in a much better faction than he did last year. He doesn't feel like he's having to win, like there's no other option, I have to win. It's like, no, I'm gonna win but i'm gonna have fun winning yeah and i just don't think he did that last year i think he yeah. went in gun gun hole trying to win every match but with no support yeah because last year he was with the finstock exchange yes. i believe he and was. so you you know how everyone in that faction was you had merle roca um bateman riley like every all of them wanted to win But the problem with that is, in saying that, I don't feel the same thing about the Finstock Exchange this year. <laughs> that 
the Fintech Exchange this year and the Fintech Exchange last year are two completely different factions. Oh yeah. A last year they were faces. B this and this year they're heels. Are they heels? I mean, I think a majority of them are, except maybe one. Yeah, I mean they do lean more heel, but not gonna lie, I, you can't really call them out much. I mean, again, it's one of those things where the Finsock Exchange is able to prove how good they are in a majority of the matches they've played, but we can't we can't forget that this is going away from talking about the Finsock Exchange, going back to Koi and the Quirky Mercs. You can't forget that they've the Quirky Mercs are having a lot of big matches yes. compared to the Finsock Exchange. Yes. They're about to have the team's championship match. They've had the Star War two Star Wars championship matches. They're about to have a third one when Andrew uh, has to defend against Laura. So the the quirky mercs are on a rise if they keep on with the trajectory Andrew's going. Oh yeah, I I hope they keep on this track because I really I want to see them do well. They're one of my favorite factions. I I was hoping rooting for them from the very beginning, but I really hope they do well. Yeah, and also, I, I almost forgot about Kevin Smith. If he wins his next match, then he has a title match. Then he has a title shot. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, so the quirky marks are on an, up, on an upward swing if they keep going. Hey, hey right now right now they're in fifth. No, I think they're in third. Are they in third now? Yeah, because they did an updated... I have to check on... Hold on, I'll check on Twitter. Um... Because I know the um, MTS um, trivia standings has an updated one. I'm looking at it right now. Yes, because of that win that Andrew DeMolanta had, they're in yes, third yes. now with 19. Finstock Exchange has 20. Dungeon has 33 points. Wow. That, yeah. That's impressive, honestly. But, that is very and impressive. here's the thing. The Finstock Exchange, most of their points come from those TKOs. And it's funny, if you look at early in the season, the Quirky Merc started out negative one. Yeah, yeah. And now they have 19 because of Demolanta and Final Exam. Not Final Exam. Um, um, ah, Shazam. Can't yes. believe I forgot about Shazam. And because of Kevin Smith. Like, those four people, like, helped them get to that point. Well... Since we're going ahead and moving towards probably the next section, we'll end mm -hmm. this section in saying, Andrew Demolanta, first off, you played great. I can't wait until your next match. I was proven wrong last weekend going for Damon, but yeah. we will go. We will actually examine that match more in depth when we get to the time. But for right now, Coy, Andrew, y'all did great. And if y'all ever want to come talk to us or interview us, we would love to because yeah. y'all are well, great people. We will gladly have you on our show, Coy and or Andrew. Or, yeah, and or. Like, you both can come on or just one of you can come on. That's fine. The force is strong with both of you, and you proved it in the match. So, moving on to our next segment, which is Team of the Week. Another photo that luke had that just blew everyone away especially myself like to me out of the two photos you made this is the best one because it feels natural so luke show the people out there the photo that you made for team of the week <laughs> well the team of the week 
is the danger zone. Yes. I was able to get a photo from, uh, wow, was the movie? Uh, Top Gun? Top Gun. It was basically them all doing homework and stuff, or were in the classroom. And so I took the heads off the characters and put theirs on and tried to get the tone, the color tones and everything else right. Yeah, and it was an amazing photo. And again, this week, Danger Zone, like, again, we, you and I both were debating. It's either Deception or Danger Zone because it's obvious it's either Danger Zone or Deception. Yeah. But what it came down to is how well both teams played. And Deception, they were able to play very well, all, only having to answer one question in round three to get the victory. But Danger Zone, like, there was just something about danger zone this week that put them above deception. And I think it was because of how much harder they had to work. And because they showed that no matter how hard the other team goes, they can like stack up and go even better. Well, this was a discussion me and you had, because I was honestly leaning towards deception due to they didn't miss. Mm-hmm. They scared me how well. I mean, again, I'm not going to deny. Deception did fantastic. I I mean, we'll, we'll get into it later, but I don't know how we're going to get pick the next winners. But in saying that, Danger Zone is a great team, but I did notice there are some... They've got to come together a little bit better, but they did trust each other very well, and so I was yeah. pretty impressed. There was a great form of trust between both Dan and Ben. They both, whenever, like that round two when they got um, movie release date, that was an amazing round two. Oh, they, yeah. they didn't miss, and they were able to make it to where they had the advantage going into round three. And that's all you want when you're a team. And again, the chemistry needs to work a little bit more they need to work on it a little bit more but in the end it was ultimately the i think the thing that swayed me towards danger zone more than deception is how much danger zone had to work to get the victory yeah Yeah, i i'm not gonna disagree with you because they scrapped i mean they had to scrap deception didn't have to scrap as much yeah i but in well we'll go into this later on all right Mm -hmm. So, let's move on to our main section. Yes, our main section. Match of the week. Now, I bet you're all out there that you've read the title. Not a happy landing. You're expecting it to be the Star Wars title match. But no, our match of the week is actually Danger Zone versus Midterms. And, I mean, when you look at this match, this looks very one-sided. Like, you just look at who's playing, and you're like, oh, it's it's obvious who's going to win, and the obvious choice did win. But, my goodness, there were points where I was thinking, oh, this could go either way. Is it just me, or is Zipper might be one of the most dangerous players in the game? He is a very underweight, underrated player. He's a inner geekdom player he's a singles player he's a teams player and he he is playing great yeah and even being partnered with john harris is like helped him a bunch in my opinion because john has the knowledge 
and Zipper has the knowledge. And I think together, John is John doesn't carry Lon energy or the way Lon is carrying himself. So I look at John as a focused Lon. And Zipper is Zipper. Hey, and he and uh Winston worked well together when they were teams, and now Winston is managing Zipper, so he's able to write like course correct him a little bit. And so that's how like this is working. And I think the mid- midterms put out a great performance. I think forcing Danger Zone to go to at least their three pointer to win. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I I can't wait to see their next match, honestly. Oh, I can't either. And I think if it was anyone other than Danger Zone, and I'm stretching this when I say other than Danger Zone, I feel like if it was someone that wasn't Danger Zone, there might have been a chance that midterms won the match. How about this? Midterms versus uh, the the press room. Who you got? Midterms. Midterm. After after the performance that midterms had, midterms. Midterm versus outsiders. Uh, that's a whole lot closer. That is a whole lot closer. My edge would go to the outsiders just a little bit more because Ben and Paul may be a little bit better than Zipper. They're close. And yeah, it's it's a very close match. I they're closer than what I thought they would. Yeah. All right. And if you put the midterms versus blackjack, that's also a close match. Here, here's a better one: midterms versus final exam. Ooh, that'll never happen. Um, but if John, see, I think John knows Lon's weaknesses, so because of that, I want to say it's. I would say final exam versus midterms goes into sudden death. I can't pick a winner, but I say it goes into sudden death. That's pretty bad because that's technically their B team. Yeah. But it's like if your B team is just as good as your A team, because again, like Danger Zone is the A team for the dungeon. Midterms pushed the dungeon's A team. Well, something too. Would you say the team's division this year might be one of its strongest? Well, I don't I don't want to go ahead and say that because we're very early on in the team's division this year. But if by the end of the year we're getting every, almost every single team's match is getting into the upper 30s for the like scores for at least one of the teams, then I'd say this is the best we've ever gotten. I honestly I I, I'm leaning towards it's the best. Yeah. So let's go into round by round for Danger Zone versus Midterms. In round one, only one person gets perfect, goes perfect, and that's Dan Merle, which it's sort of obvious that Dan yeah. Merle is going to be the one that goes perfect. All right. This is where we can dive into something. What are you feeling about Bateman's character work right now? I want him... He'll never listen to me. If he ever watches this, he'll never listen to me. I want him to shut up. Well, I It was verging on annoying for me. Well, I think one issue that he has, is, this is an actual issue, he can do it when he had Guy. But mm-hmm. now that he's got Dan, who Dan doesn't do that in the match. And that's not his character, and I wouldn't want him to. So when he had Guy, it was like, ooh, this team... It's the jerk team. We don't like playing them. 
But when you have only one competitor on a team being a jerk, then it throws off the feeling of it. Yeah, and it also, it puts, in my opinion, it puts Ben in a bad light. Yeah. Because he's he's taunting them, but he's also giving in what I would look at as backhanded compliments. And I like when he said that he didn't expect midterms to push them to the limit. I, when I heard that, I was like, that is a backhanded compliment. Yeah, and that's what he does. But for some reason, I'd gotten to the point, I think last season, he didn't do those things. Yeah. And I actually appreciated that about him. This season, what he's doing is he's trying to get into the head of his competitors. And I get that. But I also will say I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. That's for sure. I'll, I'll say that Ben, because we we need to point this out, by the end of round, like midway through in round three, Ben Bateman got his team a warning because of his crosstalk. Yeah. So Ben needs to shut his mouth. He needs to cut that. Um, was the warning for character or was it that that Christian was actually ticked? I think Christian was actually ticked. You think so? Yeah. Because I was getting ticked. And if I'm getting ticked and I'm noticing Christian is getting ticked, then that's Ben. That is that is legitimate anger. Yeah. I. It's hard for me to say for sure. I, I know that's his character. I know it is. But at the same time, it just doesn't feel warranted sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, this match didn't need it. No, no. it Like... If he was playing another team, I think I might have felt a little different. But Honestly, if he was playing, if Danger Zone was playing Rushmore, I'd be like, "All right, I'm I'm cool with it because you know Roka is gonna do it as well." Yeah, yeah. But in this case, you have Zipper and John who aren't going to do it at all. Who's like trying to have fun at the same time as playing, so it's sort of it doesn't throw them off. It just comes off as. He's being a jerk. Yeah. And that's that's the sad part about it. It should feel like, oh, he's getting in their head. But I just don't know if they he actually was this time. Yeah. And I don't know Dan what Dan's thought process was doing all that. But I feel like if I had to guess, I would say that Dan wanted him to shut up as well. Yeah, most likely. I'm not for sure what we would see. But I don't know. That was a weird. It was a weird match. I Yeah. Midterms stumbled a bit. And when I say stumbled, I mean went to multiple choice during round two. I think they did. Is it bad? Like, you, a team just can't go multiple choice anymore? I mean, they can, but they got to get very lucky in round three. Yeah. They need to have their opponents miss. Those points are high right now. Yeah, because in round two, when Dan and Ben got movie release dates, they zoomed through it. Well, Dan... Ben you, is just good at movie reel. Right? Yeah, that is that is Ben's strong point. And even Dan was a little hesitant to go with it because Ben noticed it. But Dan trusted Ben. And that was that was a major thing that that team needed to have was trust. And I think, again, this week, Danger Zone versus Midterm, like, was, in my opinion, the best match because it was even throughout. Yeah. I, it was a legitimate point where, again, they Danger Zone had to go to the three-pointer. Yeah. 
if it was unlike Deception, who only had to go to their two-pointer, if I felt like if midterms would have done just a little bit better in round one, then this could have been, oh, Danger Zone has to go to their five-pointer. Yeah. Well, I think if Deception had a, or if the pressure room had went farther, I think we probably would have picked Deception this week. Well, you got to remember, um, Deception played Blackjack. Blackjack, not pressure room. Rushmore TKO pressure pressure. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, there's so many matches right now. It's not even funny. Oh, I know. It's hard for me to watch other TV shows while also watch doing this show. I literally watch a lot of Schmodown while cooking supper. That's how it works. <sighs> I hear it after work. <laughs> but all right, let's move on yeah. to our next section. Well, our next section is we have a bit of news to release because the first class league is holding some enlistments. Yes, they want people to join the first class league, which I'm just going to say, I have sent in my one minute to two minute promo, but that's neither here nor there. And so also, everyone also something else too about this. Your, your one of your favorite hosts did not send in a promo for FCL because I don't want to be a part of it. Because but I, I the, do. I love the FCL. It's just, I'm not good at trivia. But my partner is, so please, get him, give him a like. Give him a follow. Look, look everyone, all, all the audience members, all the fans out there, I posted, I retweeted their little thing that announced it, and I said I submitted it. So if you could go, if everyone on here who watches this video or listens to the podcast gives me a like, it may and force them to consider me. Also, yeah. also yeah. everyone, something else I want to bring up, interact with us we want to have comments we want to have conversations we normally when we release this we are always in the live chat so we like to watch and talk to y'all and give us a like and, and comment because i like to really make the galaxy geeks not just me and eli but a community of geeks that love the movie trivia Schmodown that we can help grow we can help reach more people that we can have more fun with it that we can connect with other Schmodown personalities. I would love for this just to become a thing. So 100%. So help us. But to, to continue on with the news that we sort of like went off a little bit, if you're interested in joining the first class league, all you have to do is record a one minute to two minute, one minute to two minute promo and email it to firstclassmts at gmail.com. That is F I R S T C L A S S M T S at symbol gmail.com and also when you send in your video you got to put your social media information on the email so tell them what your twitter handle is what your instagram if you have a tiktok you can put that on there so yeah if you're interested go do that go do it i did it and i'm just waiting for them to open the we transfer because for some reason gmail doesn't like it when i just try to send videos from straight from my gmail so i had to we transfer it to them so i'm just waiting to know that they opened it because i get an, i get a little notification from we transfer on my phone that says that they opened it so that was the news next up i gotta go down my notes i'm sorry i'm not looking at the camera i have i have notes i have computer notes we are gonna do our predictions for Week, what is this week? Week 13. Yes, week 13 of the movie trivia Schmodown. Luke, our first match this week, 
which got released a few an hour ago or less an hour or less about an hour ago yeah it just got dropped on the patreon so you can go over and watch it right now if you are um watching this i don't know what's wrong with my brain right now anyway the match is thomas harper one and oh representing the den versus eric whiteley zero and one Representing the Quirky Mercs in the first round of the Star Wars tournament. Luke, who do you have and why? On this one, I'm going with Tom Thomas Har- Harper. Thomas really impressed me this last time he played. I I can't go against him. I mean, he's a great competitor. I just can't go against him. That is very true. And I'm also going for Thomas Harper. After that last match... After his last match, there's no way I can root against him because he he was a very strong competitor in that match. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing him continue to play in the in the tournament. And nothing against you, Eric. I rooted for you in your first match, but so let me down a little bit. Thomas Harper, he hasn't let me down. So I'm I have to go with Thomas. Yeah, I can't disagree. Thomas just just impressed me. I just yeah. played great the last time we played. So our next match, which will probably be... Well, the next two matches are going to be the hard ones to call. Uh-huh. Which could which could either be us agreeing or us disagreeing very much and one of us definitely getting a win in our produ- in our predictions thing, which I am up 9-6. to six. I'm winning predictions. So the first match is Rushmore. The team of John Rook and JTE, 1-0 with one knockout, representing the Finsock Exchange versus Lightning Time. Ethan Irwin and Liz Shannon Miller, 1-0, representing the usual suspect. Luke, this is the team tournament semifinals. Who do you have and why? I would rather you go first due to the fact I picked the last one first. Uh, That's fair. That is fair. That is very, very fair. Okay, so. Okay, so. Here's the thing. Everyone knew last week how much I was very critical on Roca and JTE, where it was very much they are singles players and they are playing as singles players. They're not really playing as a team. Whereas Lightning Time, conversely, that same week, felt like a team. They trusted each other. They agreed with each other. And that's just how they played. They worked better as a team. However, we got to look at everything into context. Rushmore was able to go get a TKO victory, but it was against the press room. And I feel like if Rushmore were to play any other team besides the press room, and this is nothing against press room. Sorry if it seems like I'm knocking the press room. They would have played any other team. It would have been a whole lot closer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like this is going to be one of those matches where it's going to be decided in round three. And not by TKO round three. I mean, we may go to the last question on both of them, round threes. And so, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at both of who they played. Rushmore played a little bit of an easier team. Lightning Time played a little bit harder of a team. Rushmore played the press room. Lightning Time played the outsiders. Okay, so, mm, I'm, I'm pushing it off as hard as possible because... Ah, recently, you know my record. Recently, every time I've been, I see Vinstock Exchange, I choose the Finstock Exchange because it's hard not to choose them now. But 
That being said, I'm probably gonna break my bracket here. I'm running. For, I'm I'm choosing lightning time. Well, if you're gonna go lightning time, just because honestly, you're right on all your points, and I'm not gonna disagree with you. And I think lightning time is a great team, but I am I am having trouble recently going against the Finstock Exchange, and it might just because of how much I enjoy Taylor Robertson, how awesome she is, but. Mm -hmm. And saying that, because we have to shout her out like every video, just because. Um, Taylor Robinson gets the gratuitous shout out. We got it. Um, I am going to go with Rushmore because it's so hard to go against the Stock Exchange right now. I mean, I again, I agree. This is like one of those toss-ups where it could literally be either one. Like JTE and John Roker are former teams champions. John Roker is a former singles champion. Ethan Irwin is a former singles champion. And it's just one of those, it could either, but it, it could go either way. But I'm just going more towards lightning time because they feel more like a team. And I feel like the way you're going to win a team's tournament is if you feel like and act like a team. And Rushmore still needs to prove that to me. Yeah. And if you so, really our, it, um, yeah. I really, Finsock has really shocked me this year more than ever. I mean, in any other year, he is really starting to come out to play with his competitors. And again, but this is the early, this is still, we're not, we haven't hit the halfway point yet. Have you, I will ask this. Have you noticed Finsock has not been crazy Finstock? That is true. He has been serious Finstock. Like, I've not really seen the, like, the oh I'm just the weird the weird guy manager no he's just he's there for his competitors he's not the limelight yeah. this year Normally, yeah he tries to be the center of attention he did not do that this time well you also can't be the center of attention when a majority of your players are rookies yeah so yeah that again Rushmore ver these two teams matches are going to be hard to choose. Oh. So we go on to the last match of the week of this upcoming week, and it's Danger Zone, Dan Merle and Ben Bateman, one and zero, representing the Dungeon, versus Deception, Adam Collins and Marisol McKee, two and one, with one knockout. I forgot to write that, but with one knockout, representing Corruption. Oh wait, do they have a knockout? I think they have one knockout. I think uh, it might be a TKO. Hold on, let me, let me, let me. Let me double check my notebook because my notebook's a little bit more accurate. Yeah, with one knockout. The two and one with one knockout representing corruption. Luke, danger zone or deception? Who do you got? You would pick me first. I mean, I went first last time. I know. Ah, wow. This one's hard. I could go either way. Danger zone is great. It's so hard to go against the goat. But. Adam Collins is a little bit more hot right now. He just lost to Dan a while back. I think, honestly, I think Adam Collins is more used to the three-round setup than even Dan is. Dan plays better in five rounds than he does in three rounds. It's just proven in every match. Marisol is on her game, and if she has a good game, then we could see a interesting match. I've not seen the Ben Bateman of I'm not going to miss a 
question. I've changed how I do it. Really, I I just not seen that Ben yet, and maybe we'll see it this week where he just shocks me. But he's just not shocked me yet. He's not done something that's just like wow. So I'm gonna go with deception. You make a lot of good points. You make a lot of good points. Adam is hot. Marisol is on an upward swing right now. Dan is the current singles champion that may get in Adam's head. I don't know. Ben Bateman, he said early in the season, he's not going to miss a question. He's missed some questions. And I see again, like the obvious choice is danger zone. And I know you may not think it is, but Honestly, when you look at Rushmore versus Lightning Time and Danger Zone versus Deception, the obvious finals is Rushmore and Danger Zone. That's the obvious choice. But based off of the matches that we saw last week and the week prior, I'm going to also have to go with Deception. I say really? Deception. Yeah, I see wow. Deception. I see Deception beating Danger Zone. They feel more like a team than Danger Zone. Wow. And that's and that's the thing. I feel like that's in my in my, gonna, if in you're my going opinion. Route, then I'm picking Danger Zone. No, don't you dare. Yes, because I want to at least get some points on you if I if we win or lose. I, you will. If the, Rushmore wins, you win the week. Yes, but I'll I'm switching for Danger Zone. But Luke, if Rushmore wins, you win the week. Yes, but I need some points to win the whole thing. Yeah, but again, like I think the thing with Rushmore and Lightning Time and Danger Zone and Deception, the thing for me is that the team that I think is going to win is the team that feels the most like a team in the team's tournament. And just Lightning Time feels more like a team than Rushmore and Deception feels more like a team than Danger Zone, in my opinion. Yeah, and I and I really honestly I was kidding a little bit. I'm gonna keep keep it with deception. That was my ana- analysis. I was going with first. I and also if we were to base it off of last week, deception went perfect throughout the entire game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I. It's. It, I'm not gonna be surprised of any of them winning or losing. This is going to be a very interesting week. Yeah. And again, lightning time is my shot in the dark. Yeah. That's pretty bad, but that's the shot in the dark. Yeah. It's like Thomas Harper, safe bet. Deception, a little mm-hmm. bit of a shot shot in the dark, but it's also safe. Rushmore versus Lightning Time? Well, everyone's expecting Rushmore, so I'm saying Lightning Time. Yeah, and I honestly, I'm just going Rushmore because it's been stopped, not due to anything else. I know. I'm breaking my weak tradition that's been helping me get the, my wins. <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, that was our predictions. What are your predictions? Put them in the comments down below. We're very interested in hearing who you think is going to win. But now we're moving on to our last segment of the week, which is the recap of this past week. So we're going to start out with our recap. It was Adam Witt getting defeated in the first round of the Star Wars tournament to Zach Burkett. Do you just feel bad for Adam? Yes, I just get depressed. every. He time. is 0-4. I just, he's so good though. That's the yeah, but so good. And I want to go to the um, the thing I wanted to talk about with this match in particular was the Zach Burkett challenge in round one. What were your thoughts on the challenge? 
So I can't actually remember the challenge you're gonna. I can. It was, it was. What was the second planet that was shown during the celebration at the end of Return of the Jedi? Like that was the question, and Zach took it as Endor is the first planet, and then the next planet we see that is the second planet. Whereas Adam took it as well, Endor is where we start, but the second planet after the planet that is shown after Endor. So it's like, there's Endor, then there's another planet, and then there's the second one. Whereas Zach took it as there's Endor, and then there's the second one. So Zach challenged that his answer was actually right because of that, whereas the question was referring to the second planet after the first planet that was shown after Endor, if that makes sense. It's all confusing. The challenge was even confusing trying to figure it out. Well... I see where Zach is coming from. Oh, yeah. Because in his mind, because in his mind, the second planet that is shown is the one after Endor. And it's like, that makes sense. Like, from his point of view, that makes sense. However, I sort of also understood, I personally understood it the way Adam Witt was looking at it as well. Though I got the question wrong, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I looked at it as how Adam and how the questions writers were also looking at it. So I, it was a good challenge. Ultimately, that didn't hurt him no. in the end because he came out with the victory. Yeah. And so, it proved he was a strong player. And oh, yeah. Zach is representing the stars in the Star Wars tournament. And I've spoken to you prior to this, but I'm going to bring it up again. When it comes to the second Star Wars tournament, it's got to be Alec representing the stars, right? Yes, but let's dive into that after that that next match. The next when we talk about the Alex Damon that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Next up, we have Deception, which I wrote the one KO on the recap. We have Deception beating Blackjack. Corruption beat the Stars in round one of the team tournament. Deception was here to play. Yes, they killed it. Yeah, and I got nervous legitimately for Blackjack. Well, and I'll say this, Black Jack was impressive. Yeah, they they ended round two on a very iffy position. Uh-huh. Well, if they wouldn't have gotten that last question right in a two-pointer, that would have been the end of their game. Jacoby was great to me. Yeah, I... I I personally felt bad that they got that across the universe question wrong because the entire time, the moment I heard the question, I was like, it's across the universe. It's across the universe. It's across the universe. Because I love that movie. I love that musical so much. Well, J- J- honestly, for me, Jacoby, he has surprised me every time he gets up. It's so hard to go against him because he's just, he's been great. He's, he's an amazing great. player. I've been saying this from the beginning. Jacoby is going to be a standout in the movie Trivia Schmodown. He may not play for, I don't know. I'm not going to like put it out there, but hypothetically, he may not play for a title this season. You could see it next season, though. Oh, yeah. I Probably not this season just due to the competitors that are, that are just playing right now. It's just, it's a hard league right now, just in general. But give it a year, I could see him going for belts. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But then we get to round three, which they had to get all three of their questions right just for deception to get one question. Yeah. But they and they 
Yeah, and they did it. They were able to do it. I was how easy so, how easy could it have been for them to almost give up on that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Roxy as a manager worked best for this match. Yes. Oh yes. We because any other person, like I don't know if any other manager would have been able to tell them, Hey, get out of your head. You got this. Breathe. Take your time. You got this. Yes. She was great for them. Honestly, Roxy this season for most of her competitors has been exactly what they needed. Yeah, and we'll talk about more about what you just said later. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the next match. Danger Which was Oh no, no, no. Um, yeah, Danger Zone versus Midterms. We went over that. And now we go to the big pay-per-view, the Schmodown Throwdown. Peggy Gubbins versus Rick Raddis. What do you think? It did. I thought it was gonna again, though I picked Rick. I was so glad it didn't end in a TKO. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy for Peggy that she brought it down to sudden death. And honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, Peggy, if you win, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care if I got this one wrong. Because I one Finsock exchange member losing is enough for me to be happy. Yeah. But Rick, but yeah, Rick said match. That for a for going into overtime mm-hmm. for sudden death, they both did great. That's a yeah. really intense moment. Rick did not play as well as he did against Chrissy V. Peggy Gubbins played a whole lot better than how she played Paige for Brady. Oh yes. How did you feel Finstock did with uh coaching Rick? I mean, I feel like Finstock did what Finstock does. Yeah. What about with Kate? How you I feel like Kate helped Peggy. Like again, it's like you just got to have a manager that's willing to center you. And mm-hmm. Peggy was, Peggy needed some centering during some point to the match, and Kate was able to do that. Well, now let's talk about the match that I think we might have the most discussion about. Yeah which is Andrew DeMolanta, the champion, retaining his belt against Alex Damon. You and everyone, and everyone had Alex winning. I might have been one of the few, besides Coy and Andrew himself, that had Andrew winning this match. Oh, this one hurt. This one just hurt. It was like the questions were a whole lot harder than in their first match because even there were times when i was like trying to play along and i'm like i don't even have a clue what that is this match was the hardest star wars match questions in general and i think pj did that on purpose because he knew that alex would know a lot that andrew would know a lot and i'm not saying that pj rigged the match no i am not saying that whatsoever i am saying that PJ wanted to make sure that to not have another 50 51. Yeah. He wanted to make sure we didn't have that again. PJ made sure that it was like, uh, we're, this match is going to be an even match. And, and by even, I mean, it's going to end in the 30s. What did you feel about Alex missing that first question? I feel like that set the tone. Yes, that set it very much. To me, that was, that was me. Alex missing was my way of saying, Okay, so Andrew's retaining. Yep. As soon as he lost the, the first first question, yes. 
But I'll say this. Alex wasn't in this match. No, Alex was his head was not in the game. And Roxy tried, but she in my opinion, she failed. Yes, she could get Alex in. She was too kind. Mm -hmm. She was way too kind. And that you can't do that right now. And I understand why she would, because again, she refers to Alex as the heart of the stars. And that's true. Alex is, no matter what, he is the heart of the stars. There are some times where you got to do a little tough love to your heart to go, hey, you may be breaking right now, but hey, you got to suck it up. Yeah, because honestly, that was my issue with this match was Alex walking into it. You could even tell in the promos they've done and all the videos, he just felt off. Mm -hmm. And I know that some character work stuff, and he was actually trying some character. I felt like he was trying to lean more heel. But in doing so, I think it got in his head. And I I love Alex. I think he's one of the best Star Wars characters competitors ever i just felt like and this is the reason why we did not pick this match as match of the week mm-hmm. andrew did not win this match alex lost this match yes a hundred percent though though again people may disagree it was like oh you you still have to win the match like yeah. no andrew andrew did win the match and he did retain the belt but alex was not a hundred percent he was maybe Sixty percent, and that's and not enough. And here's the thing: even if he was at one hundred percent, Andrew could have still won it. I'm not saying yeah. I. I do not want to take away Andrew's win. Andrew yeah. won great. I felt like he did a great match. That's the only pick him player of the week. Yeah, Andrew played phenomenal. He was able to keep, though he had a stumble. He missed some questions in round one, and he stumbled during one question for the speed round. But he was able to keep his footing the entire time. Yeah. So. I honestly hate it a little bit for Andrew due to, I guarantee he doesn't feel like he won it as much. And also, if you look back at round number two, Andrew, or Andrew, Alex missed the first two questions, yeah. never going to multiple choice. That was, I don't know what he was doing. He that that truly hurt Alex. If well, he should have taken his time. Yeah, it was two steals. Mm-hmm. He was just out of it. And Roxy for some reason could not get him. He because he she she caught him once, and I watched I watched his facial reaction, and this is how I knew Roxy did not get in could not get in his head. He said something about it didn't like it. He was making some type of excuse, and he was making a joke. He actually was making a joke. It wasn't Roxy wasn't like he was. He was just making a joke or something. Roxy called him out on it. So like, don't think that way. You need to keep never think like that. Not in this match. Something like that. And I got where she was coming from, and she needed to. But when she said that, you saw it on his face. It didn't register. Mm-hmm. He was like, "This is. I'm not in this. I'm like too little, too late. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. I like my my hope is that after this. Give Alex a break. Take him out of uh, IG. Don't send him back in IG. Yeah. IG, he needs a break. He needs to stay out of IG. He needs to take a break from Star Wars in time for the second Star Wars tournament. Because there's, like, you and I talked about this. If Andrew retains against Laura Kelly, Laura's going into that tournament. Molly Damon's going into that tournament. Mm -hmm. Alex is going into that tournament. Like, 
those are like three guarantees. Which that tournament is going to be wild. That is when you're going to get the heavy hitters. Well, a few of the heavy hitters. You know how I talked about uh, teams being a amazing that uh, league right now. Yeah. Star Wars. Wow. Yeah, and they've sort of, and this is a thing that I personally don't like because you know how I feel about IG. I feel like they've mildly, and I'm saying this as a basis of there's not many matches, I feel like they've stunted IG a little bit. Well, that's due to the fact that they did not draft as many IG this year. There wasn't as many IG in the draft this year as normal years. For some reason, it feels like they weren't, well, I know you were, but like... Well, I wasn't in the draft, but I mean, if I was, I got an IG player right there. True, but I felt like, I think next year, you're going to see a, a pretty good emphasis on IG. Because you, because of, I think, honestly, the reason why they did not go as heavy on IG, and this is just assumption, this is, I have no information, I think it's because of Kevin Smith's. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted IG to not have as as big of an impact because they're one of their main guys can't even be in it this year. Yeah, and I again as a friend of Kevin, I understand. Like you want, like I even want Kevin back. I want to see, I want to see Kevin versus Kalinowski. I want to see Kevin versus Mara. I want to see the big Kevin matches that we haven't had yet. And versus Parker. Yeah, Kevin versus Mark. Well, yeah, that can happen now. Do do um yeah, like champion. Ooh, I have a question. This is you. You brought up Kevin. Now you've opened a can of worms. Oh no, we're sort of done talking about Alex and Andrew right now. So, and we're talking about Kevin because again, news is that he's everything's on the upswing for him, and we could be seeing him next year. Yeah. So, because he's not technically a safe competitor anymore could he be going to the dungeon next year yes could he because i could you know how some people are i could easily see someone as their first draft pick that's not kaiser say kevin is mine yeah honestly you know who i could see trying to get him who corruption i could also see finstock trying to get him maybe because look if you're if you're if you're kaiser right now and you can do the three safe bets again and mars let's say mars still has the ig belt at the end of the season Dan has the singles belt. And these are all hypotheticals. Yeah. Dan and Mara still have their belt. And let's say, again, throwing up another hypothetical, Ben and Dan are the team's champion. Again, those are three hypotheticals, okay? If you are Kaiser, how are you not automatically saving them? Yeah, but my the, you bring up Finstock. I just don't think Finstock and Smets, I don't think they have that relationship. Oh, I know. And that, and honestly, you'll notice the relationships matter. In but Kevin and Winston have that relationship as well. Yeah, yeah, they do. I, ugh, man, I don't know. I really... 
Yeah. Oh. Sorry to the audience that's still watching us. Sorry we got done with Demolanta and, D- and Damon very early just so we can talk about Kevin Smith, but it's Kevin Smith. Honestly, you know who I who would need a Kevin Smith, I think? Usual suspects. Nope, Quirky Mercs. That is true. I think because uh, their you know, only two IG players are, at least I think they're the only two, are Greg and John. And we saw how John played this year. Yeah, I, no, Jesse Swift. Also. And Jesse Swift. But still, we've seen how all, how Jesse and John have played, and they weren't the strongest. That's been weird to me with, with Coy. You would, you would really assume with his personality, the things he enjoys so much, that he would put an emphasis on, on IG, but he hasn't for the past. Few I know, years. it's interesting. It it just has shocked me a lot. Maybe um, next year. I hope so. Also, I, put Kevin Smith in IG. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, come on! And especially with all the new categories they have, put Kevin Smith in IG. Well, something else to bring up that could be interesting next year is I was watching the. Star Wars show this past or the triggered the triggered council and Christian mentioned something and I don't know if it was serious or anything else but it kind of sounds like Mike might put his hand in Star Wars next year and that could be a potential of Mike going for belt Mikey well here's the thing this year, you're not going to see Mike and IG and I think you'll... Or in singles. You're going to see him in IG majority, and I think you'll see him in teams. But I don't think you're going to see him in singles. If we do see him in singles, it may be one or two matches. Yeah. Even though I do feel like Mike is more deadly in singles than he was in past years. But Mike is strongest in IG. But now that he can put IG slices in singles, that makes him more deadly. Mm-hmm. And I, is it wrong to say I should not have caught, thought Mike was not going to come back with a vengeance? Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. I knew he was coming back with a vengeance. He shocks me every season. You, yeah. You keep thinking, oh, he's, he's done. He's had a slump. He just comes back and wins again. Exactly. Mike Kalinowski is one of the most versatile players in all of the Smowdown. And with that, that is the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow us everywhere, like where my face is, all around us. That's where you can find us. Up there, subscribe, like the video, comment. We want interaction. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MysteryLMAC. Follow Luke on Twitter at LukeST16. And you can follow him on Instagram at his name, Luke Stuttered. Luke! Just follow the, the, the Galaxy Geeks Instagram. That's the one I like the most at the moment. Yeah, because he likes posting up photos. Luke, thank you so much for joining me today. It is always great to talk to down with you, buddy. See you later, buddy. See you guys.